heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. When is the last time you heard uh, Sun Tzu? You remember the uh, Sun Tzu, uh, the, uh, the the Chinese general, military strategist, the the art of war. Of course, we've all read that. One of the greatest books on on strategies, war strategies, and strategies in general. You know, when's the last time you compared Sun Tzu to Al Pacino? Uh, perhaps never, maybe I don't know. But they both had the same bit of advice. Al Pacino in The Godfather and uh, Sun Tzu, that uh, brilliant Chinese military strategist, uh, they both had the same advice. Keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. There's a couple of things happening with this Russia-Ukraine world stage, uh, these, this, uh, these geopolitical events that are happening all over. And this is, let's be clear, this is one time bomb of many that could potentially go off. Now, you know, it's no accident, first of all, let's say that this is happening right now while Joe Biden is in office. That's not accidental, friends. I mean, and, and you know that, you know that. If you recall when when uh, uh, Russia made the move uh, with the uh, Crimean Peninsula here, who was in office then? You know, that, that is correct. That would be Barack Obama, number 44. And uh, now you have his uh, partner in crime here, uh, Joe Biden, who is in there now, number 46. And guess what? We're looking at another confrontation with Russia and the Ukraine. You, you have to begin to ask yourself why. Now, do you think for a moment, really, truly, would that have happened if Donald Trump was president? Would that have been going on? You can probably answer that for yourself. It's just like, you know, when he he when he backed off North Korean, the dictator out there, when he he backed him off, uh, Kim Jong-un off the, uh, the the cliff, the fence, you know, the edge. Uh, same thing. Of course, everybody was a little crazy about it. But, you know, Rocket Man, I think he called him Rocket Man. I, as I remember, they were playing Elton John. So remember Rocket Man. Dun, 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 dun. You know, I mean, that's kind of was it. But that was Trump. He just had the strategy of throw it out there and let it rip, man, you know. Uh, to the demise of many, uh, but he called people out. Now we're seeing that, you know, these sort of uh, characters, I guess the word I'd use around the globe, uh, well, they've been uh, empowered. Uh, they feel a little mighty at the moment because at the end of the day, uh, my fellow Americans, who is going to stop them? Who exactly? Hmm? Do you think if China makes a move right now, today, tomorrow, or simultaneously with, uh, with, with Russia, do you think we would stop them or have the ability to stop them? Hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I've talked to you so many times about how the fact is we pushed Russia further and further away. And I've really never understood this. This is one of the stupidest things we could have potentially done as a country, and I, I've told you this so many times. I mean, you you know you know what I'm saying. You know you you you've heard me talk about it. 
it was just not a smart move. And, you know, you got to remember the whole, as we see with John Durham and Hillary Clinton, and they pushed, you know, they made a spectacle out of Russia, really made it into a late night comic joke. Uh, it became a laughing stock everywhere. And it was Russia, Russia, Russia. Oh, my God. Trump was in the Moscow hotels peeing on prostitutes and not and on. I mean, the thing was insanity. The whole thing, the dossier, Christopher Steele, it was it was a novel that had you written it, nobody would have believed you. We would have been in the comic section of the bookstore, surely, you know? I mean, but yet they they create these false narratives and they push them out there. And like everything else, the Marxist media, they love this stuff. They eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They get behind it all. And the, and the cancer in all of this is that uh, soon enough, a lot of people, when I say a lot of people, millions and millions of people begin to believe it's true. They really believe it's true. I mean, if you say it enough, it's just like when you're a kid and, you know, your father tells you, you know, you're bad, bad, bad. You hear that for 18 years. Well, at 19, you think you're bad. You think you're a badass. You keep telling somebody, you know, day in and day out and day in and day out and day in and day out. And eventually you, it's an echo in your brain. You believe it. And that's what's happening with our media and the Marxist left. In fact, it's happening all over the globe. People are believing these lies. They think these things are really happening as the Marxists are on the move everywhere throughout the world. It is a strange time to be alive, an interesting time. Well, listen, it's an exhilarating time really to be alive. Let me, let me rephrase that. It is an exhilarating time to be alive. Yeah, it is. It actually is. It's a chance for us to fix some things and get it right, number one. It's also a good time for us to put good in, in front of evil and continue to fight the demons out there, as I say to you all the time, right? I mean, that's what it is. So here's, I want to throw you this proposition. I've got a couple of special guests today and all that. We'll, we'll dive into this whole story today, but, but let, me just, let me just throw you. Now, listen, I... This is out of the box, Lincoln, because as you know, Malcolm doesn't have a box. Don't own one, never had one in my life. So I never have to think outside of the box. I live outside of the box. And But for many out there, this would be out of what they would call out of the box thinking. Like, and it's kind of like one of those things, like, it's like a V8 moment. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? I could have had a V8, man. It's one of those things that's it's out there. It's out there. It's not normal behavior. It's what I'm going to bounce at you right now. It's different. I don't know what my guest today will think about this, but I'm prepared to share it with you here. And looking at the world geopolitical events of what's happening right now, and had we really not had blinders on and playing this power game back at home here with a, a political chess in Washington, you know, between the, the left and the right, the Democrats and Republicans, we would have, uh, they would have been on the front lines uh, you know, in our salvation and fighting for our constitutional rights and making sure uh, uh, America is on the world stage uh, in the way that it always has been in our existence. Russia, when I look at Russia, I've always felt Russia has much more in common with America. I've always felt, I've told you that many times. We have much more in common. They're a Christian nation as well. Um, and, you know, uh, it, there's just a lot more there. Now, there's a part of it that's not, obviously, just like America. We're not all Christian here either. Uh, but there is a big movement of Christianity 
Uh, you don't get that really in China, do you? Or in a lot of Asian countries, it's surely throughout the Middle East, they'd cut your head off uh, for sure. Uh, or not they would, they do. Uh, that's a fact, uh, or in the mountains of Afghanistan, for sure. That's another story for another day, isn't it? But this whole notion of America, and you think about world events, and you see, you know, listen, Russia, you know, economically, they're not really a powerhouse at all. Militarily, well, they were smart early on, and they garnered all those nuclear weapons and became a force. And they put a lot of their assets into uh, military. A lot of their uh, investments were into military. And it's what's made them. Other than that, they would just be a blanket of nothing today if they didn't have the military strength. Russia wouldn't even be on the radar. We wouldn't be talking about them. Now, they have a lot of land, but that doesn't really cut it uh, unless you've got, unless it's prosperous and you're doing something with all of that. You know, the Russian people are terrific, really. I mean, they they are. And we have a lot in common, actually, with a lot of these folks. And some of the best people, I know many people that are Russian, terrific. Th this idea that uh, we need to be at war with Russia. You know, after the Soviet Union fell and, and Mikhail Gorbachev and Ronald Reagan, Margaret Thatcher, and, and for that matter, Pope John Paul. Uh, but they changed the world. They changed the world entirely. Uh, tear down that wall. You still hear it in your ears today, in your head, you know, echoing in your brain, you know, when, when Reagan uttered that there. But it changed everything. And I, and I remember feeling a moment of, uh, well, gratitude for sure, but just a moment of exhilaration and patriotism to be an American, to know that we had had that impact on the world. That was a classic point of the fight of good and evil is what that was right there. And that's why I really became sort of, uh, well, blood brothers, I guess, with Ronald Reagan. I really loved what he did um, and what he stood for, number 40, uh, is what he, you know, uh, always did. But it, it just being a fan of, of history and understanding where things are at, he changed the landscape. You know, Reagan thought outside of that box. He did, I don't think he had a box either. I'm not sure if he even had a box to worry about thinking outside of like myself. But he was one of those interesting characters. You know what I mean? And so I still haven't told you what I think I kind of held that back. So I'm going to I should just share it with you now. Here's the aha moment. I think that I would uh, say to you would be what you might out there call an out of the box thinking. I would call it uh, uh, strategic warfare back to Sun Tzu and Al Pacino, you know, keeping your friends close, but your enemies closer um, or your adversaries or whatever word you want to put in there. OK. What I would have suggest would have been a very interesting deal since the Soviet Union fell and all that happened with Russia. And, the, and listen, there was a there was a there was a point of reference that NATO was not going to come that close to Russia. It wasn't going to be on the border, wasn't going to be on the lines. We were going to at least give them that much. In other words, we weren't going to jam it down their throat. You understand? You know, they had already been just, I mean, pulled down to size. You know, and so there, that was known. That was one of the deals that were that was just there. It was it was just part of it. We knew that was the deal, not to threaten. Well, the the Russian beer again, not to get them all wound up. But I think would would have done it had the West, had America, had our leaders here sat down with Russia at any point in time. Now, I think what we should have done, and th this will probably give a lot of people's jaws to drop on the floor when I say this, say, what the hey are you talking about? But I'll tell you what the hey I'm talking about. What I think would have been interesting is to pull Russia into NATO. Right, you're still there? 
Anybody still there? Knock, 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 right? Well, yeah, pull Russia into NATO. Boy, that would have changed the that would have changed the landscape just a little bit, you think? Would have had them all talking at the water cooler for sure. But imagine if that would have happened. In other words, I, I think we missed some really big opportunities. Now, I started to think it was more than just missing opportunities. I was really, really concerned uh, through the Trump years. And I, I kind of felt Trump was looking at Russia in the way I was. I, I, I'm not just saying that. I really believe that. I believe he really recognized that you want to keep Russia close by. My sense was that Donald Trump wanted to make um, a relationship with Vladimir Putin and Russia. Now, of course, the buffoons on the left, they made that into a game. They made it into a rotten game. And they had all these uh, lies and, and just horrible, dirty stuff they threw out there to the public. And still today, if you were to poll, if you were to walk down Main Street, USA Today, I'm telling you right now, and you poll people and ask them, well, my fellow Americans, I'll give you this much. The vast majority, not sure what the percentage is, but the vast majority of people would think that Trump was, uh, was partnering and doing some dirty deeds with Russia. A lot of the people, a lot of we the people would still think that Russia had it going on with Trump. They were one and two, lock and step. Nothing was further from the truth. Never happened. But they keep pushing and pushing and pushing. You see what I mean? Anyways, having said all that, uh, and that is a bit there to drop on you here today. Welcome in, by the way, to the voice of a nation here. It is Malcolm Aloud here. And uh, let me bring on here now IQ Al Razuli is with us. And uh, IQ is an Iraqi exile, Arabic speaker, scholar, author. He's an analyst who follows all these world politics very, very closely and uh, has a great piece up on the platform, by the way, The West Provoking the Russian Bear. Got a great graphic to it. Love it. And uh, all right. So IQ, I throw this uh, proposition out there about uh, potentially, and I, I've, not, I've never heard anybody say that about NATO and Russia. This comes from um, just my thought process here. Maybe a little too extreme, probably for some. I can see a lot of our military generals asking me, uh, you know, what kind of cornflakes I eat in the morning. Uh, but uh, I really think you got to get outside the lines here a little bit and look at what we're looking at around the world and, and how much of a threat China is. Is that a crazy idea or was there anything to it, brother? It's not a crazy idea. If you read my article that I sent you, it's exactly that. But it doesn't say join NATO. Right, but I'm saying that to you. So what do you say to that? No, I have no problem with that. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind. It's not even a matter of thinking. Donald Trump would have got on like a house on fire with Putin. <laughs> and he would have brought him to the West. My article says exactly that. Russia should be part of the West. The Russian people, they don't look to China. They look to the American people. They look to the Europeans. They never look east, ever. Mm -hmm. The Democrats destroyed that by associating, which we turned out to be lies, and we are finding out now how, how dirty it was with Clinton. There was no reason whatsoever. I mean, any rational thinking human being, American or otherwise, should ask a simple question. Why would Vladimir Putin support a man like, like Trump, a patriot, 
to be a, a leader of United States of America instead of Clinton, who he had in, in his pocket. She colluded with, with Russia to sell them 20% of the uranium in the United States of America. Why would he, a chess player, a first-class chess player, prefer Trump, a patriot American, who was going to arm America to the teeth instead of Clinton? Nobody asked that question. In all the years that Trump was in, in power and before he became to power, nobody asked or made a comment of this question. Yeah, I, I made it. I, I agree exactly what you just say. I, I've questioned it many, many times. And you bring up a very valid point, IQ. Uh, it, it was obvious that, uh, listen, it was a head scratcher when they were trying to tie, try Trump to this whole deal. None of it made any sense. It was, And you know, the thing about it is, is this investigation was building and all this was going on. You know, I would say back to you, the entire establishment in Washington, D.C., the left and the right, they knew darn well Trump wasn't in Moscow peeing on hookers. Uh, they knew darn well the dossier was BS. They knew darn well all this stuff. It's like a circus here to these people. It, it's like pure entertainment throwing this. Stuff. They all knew what was happening here or what wasn't happening. And I'm talking about all of them, the Republicans, the rhinos, uh, the establishment players, uh, surely the Democrats, they all knew it but they played along with it anyways, just the same. The point of NATO and what you say there, IQ, is um, what I'm saying about NATO, and, and you do say, you're right, you do say, hopefully the next president of the United States will bring Russia into the Western sphere. You're exactly right. You put that right out there. And, and I would go further and make them part of NATO. That's, that's a big move. That's, that's what I would say is a chess move. That's a chess move. It's not a checkmate move, uh, but it is. It, but it is. Is it, it is a check move. It is. It is a. Um, uh, it, it is a move on the chess board that will put you toward that checkmate. You know. Yeah, uh, I, I guess when you're ready to uh, kill the king, it's checkmate. IQ before you kill the king, it's just check. Is that correct? Do I have? I haven't played chess in so many years. So I don't know. Make sure I didn't screw that up. It's just check. Yeah, isn't you can it? start. Yeah, you start with a check. And yeah. then you end up with a checkmate. Checkmate. Yeah, I didn't screw that up too bad, right? <laughs> so I, so I, that's exactly it. So it's, it's a check. Anyways, I digress. I digress. I, I love the game of chess. I just haven't played in so long. I, I forget sometimes. I used to play a fair amount as a young lad. I don't have time for chess. I don't have time for any of that stuff. But uh, anyways, as we digress. Ilana Friedman, let me bring Ilana on. She's a veteran intelligence analyst and advisor in intelligence-led counterterrorism solutions. And uh, Ilana and IQ are both experts on America Out Loud and thrilled to always have both of them. I think if we had hooked them to the boat, the boat of freedom and the boat of where we are, was that possible, Ilana? Or is that just so ridiculous that you're laughing? No, I'm not laughing, but I think it's really important to remember that the, the when we we living in the United States, uh, we living in a, a, a what is supposed to be a free society, uh, we have a different way of looking at life from the way the Russians do, right. and I've I've had a lot of experience um, interfacing with Russians, and it astonishes me always how differently we arrive at our conclusions. Um, I'll tell you a, a very, very brief little story about somebody that was a 
good friend of mine. And I once, he once asked me to do something that I couldn't do immediately. And he, um, I, I said, look, I'd love to do this for you, but I have a deadline. And, um, and look, honestly, I'm doing you a favor. So just give me a little space. He said, what did you say to me? And I said, I said, I'm doing you a favor. He said, that is the most insulting thing anybody has said to me in years. And he hung up and he didn't speak to me again for six months. Uh, my point is this, we always say all the time, let me do you a favor or will you do me a favor or what it's, it was just a manner of speaking, but from his Russian point of view, uh, it was deeply insulting and offensive. And so when we're talking about things much, much more important than this particular little situation, when we're talking about global issues, we can expect to run into difficulties when we try to meet somewhere in the middle between the way we think and the way they think. It is difficult and we make mistakes and they make mistakes and, and uh, it's, it's hard. And so I don't know that we could ever have brought the Russians over to our way of looking at freedom or looking at democracy because they approach it from a totally different point of view. They don't understand, for example, how we have trial by jury. They think it's a ridiculous idea. Why? How in the world would common people off the street be able to make deep judgments about law? And this is these are the kinds of, uh, of differences between us that I think uh, we need to take very, very seriously. And I think one of our problems in the past with our diplomacy is that we have assumed that everybody thinks the way we do and they don't. And that is a major consideration in uh, global politics between- Well, it's not just what you say there, which is really good when you say it like you say it, like, they, like we are, but it's even more than that, Ilana. We have a tendency, America, this is one of my biggest gripes about our country, our leaders, uh, government, I'm speaking of not our people, uh, but uh, they they want to push our form of what you just said got a nerve with me because they want to push our form of life, our form of, of a so-called democracy, really a constitutional republic, uh, but they want to push that on the world, uh, our brand of freedom. And, they, and that got into a lot of things over the years of nation building, that sort of thing. It became an argument that we talk about here and there. Uh, that, you know, listen, uh, the world is made up of all kinds of unique people with unique belief centers. I don't believe Russia has to have the same philosophy or courts or judge and jury or system as we do. I don't think other people need to be, they're all different ethnicities and belief systems and religions and but you know, at the end of the day, it's it is what it is. I th I think we we are not respectful anymore as people. We seem to be less tolerant, uh, Ilana, less patient, less tolerant. Uh, I I know I don't think, and it's very un-American. I think that view. So, quite frankly, when I say NATO, I don't think Russia would ever be the next United States of America. That's not at all what I'd suggest. I don't think they'd ever be our form of anything. But why couldn't they still be a strategic partner to the Western? Why couldn't they be part of NATO? Why didn't we pull them in uh, to the Western uh, sphere of influence? I mean, sure. What did we have to lose by that? We weren't going to give them the key to the to the Golden Palace ever. 
But why not, Ilana? Well, I think it's actually, it's a good idea to try to bring them closer and for us to try to get closer to them. But it has to be with the understanding that not everybody wants two cars and a television and a, and, and a, a handheld, whatever. Uh, they, they have different, they have different aspirations. They have different um, uh, understandings of what they want from life. And we have to be willing to accept that and to meet them halfway, understanding that we, what we want is not necessarily what they want. And we have to find a middle ground. See, and I think we we're losing that, out. I think it's a good idea. I think we're losing out as people. You, you say it so well there. And I think we're losing out as people with, with not having that respect uh, for other 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 ethnicities, other uh, uh, belief centers, uh, religions, that sort of thing. IQ, have you, let's have you weigh in on this uh, a bit of discussion here, because I, I think there's a big nerve here for me with America and Americans, because even within our country, we become a lot less tolerant. Uh, we don't embrace diversity anymore. And of course, the power structures have used it to divide the people uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a very uh, vicious way. Um, what do you say to all that? I agree with Ilana that they have a different belief system or different perception. Yeah. But I disagree with her that this would have been an impediment at all. What we are saying is we bring Russia to a peaceful existence, not to change her system. I don't want to change her system. I would rather have Putin be a dictator in Russia than to have a tyrant called Biden or Trudeau in Canada. Forget it. You are not anymore the leaders of the new free world, by the way, America. I'm saying it perfectly correctly. You have open borders. You have no sovereignty. You allow anybody to come in illegally. You have no sovereignty. Without, without secure borders, you are not a state which is independent. More over than this, you don't even have the, the justice system that justifies for you to call yourselves free. You're not free. Look what's happening with the Durham report. It shows how corrupt the system is from top to the middle, not to the bottom. The American people are the innocent victims. We, the people, have been bamboozled, raped, and deceived for 60 years, and they continue to suffer for it. The trouble is they're not rising up. I keep saying it is time to rise up and overthrow the system. Whether some people like it or not, I couldn't give a damn. Mm. When tyrants impose their rules with such a way that the freedom of speech is destroyed, it is time to fight back and fight back with blood. Mm. I would do it, I promise you. I would not hesitate to do it. Mm. If and when I have a chance, I'll do that. Mm. Anybody who wants to suppress my freedom of speech, I will execute. It sounds strong? No, not at all. Because the minute you oppress me, the minute you suppress my freedom of speech, you destroy me as a human being. I will not allow it. Back to you. Yeah, we're seeing this all over the globe right now. Uh, we're seeing people are beginning to rise. Uh, there's, uh, you know, there's a thread, uh, IQ, Ilana, uh, both, and all of our listeners here uh, that run through what we're talking about. There's a thread here, okay? 
And, uh, and I see it with a lot of our writers and a lot of our hosts who speak about, they, uh, you know, some of it's out, uh, uh, unspoken, unspoken, but there is a thread that I, I consistently see running through. And there's a brilliant read um, you'll want to read uh, from a, a new writer on the platform. Uh, in fact, if you're hearing this on talk radio uh, right now or on podcast, just look it up. Uh, Dr. Pedro Gonzalez, a new writer, The Common Global Administrative State on the platform. It's a, it's, an, it's a terrific read. I mean, it's really a brilliant read. We have some of the great writers here. And and it gets in talking about the Marxist fifth columnist, but also more so what's going on around the world and what's coming here with this global administrative state. Uh, we're, we've let our guard down is what's happening uh, at this moment. I, I've been saying all through the Trump years, the historical moments of time we live in, we surely are there right now, my, my fellow Americans and our friends around the world as well here. I want you to check this out. Now, the genesisfogger.com is where I want you to go forward slash out loud, by the way, and you'll get a whole lot of information there. Let me just tell you, do you remember uh, at the uh, height of the uh, COVID affair, we were worried about boxes and packages and surfaces and that sort of thing? Uh, we were all worried about it. I remember getting stuff in and letting us sit there for two days. We were so paranoid about these things. It was really the unknowns. We didn't know these things. Well, so in your homes, in your businesses, in your life, the fogger disinfects the ear. The problem with these COVIDs and these coronaviruses and these viruses or diseases, and you know, we've been talking about other potential ones coming out of you know where, and um, is the fogger disinfects the air. That's why the mask doesn't help because it's 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 not the surfaces worried about. It's the air, and the it, you know, if you disinfect the air then the mask doesn't matter. You know, it really truly doesn't matter. Of course, it doesn't matter regardless. If it's gonna get you, it's gonna get you. But if you disinfect the air, you don't have that problem. That's the good news. Also, this is being used for the nasal rinse and decontamination, which is a big deal to me. And, uh, and I'm speaking of the HOCL, I'm speaking about specifically. Uh, and it's a hypoallergenic replacement for both the povidine, iodine, and hydroxyperoxide there, you know. And this is a, a terrific replacement. It's very safe. People wash their vegetables and fruits with this, in fact. And it cleans out your nasal. See, that's where we discovered a lot of viruses and diseases. They're up in your, your, your nose and right there in your nose and throat. If you get those out of there, they never have a chance to get into your respiratory tract and then into your lungs, that's the problem with COVID. It got into a lot of people's lungs and it did massive damage and it was fatal for many, sadly. This product is, is definitely one to look at here. Uh, check it out, friends, genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud or see the ads back, the banner ads at America Out Loud. I highly, highly recommend this product and looking at it and what it does. The other thing I got to tell you quickly, got to have your healthy cell. I, I Listen, I walked several miles this morning, by the way. I walked out with my wife, enjoying the beautiful air. A little chilly outside, but it's worth it. It's good. It's good. Wake you up. But I always tell my wife, wake up your blood a little bit, right? Get you moving here. So, yeah, we all got to get moving. But I take my healthy cell. It comes in gel form. And they also have the, the the pills, but this thing is far beyond. This is not a vitamin. This is this is uh, this is way beyond any vitamin. You know this multi day thing. This is terrific. I've been taking it for four years. Uh, I take the multi every day. I take the AM PM, uh, which is terrific. Which is two two in the morning, two at night, 
or a lot of their products are just gel foam right out of the package. You put it in your mouth. You need to find out a lot more about it. Investigate this yourself. Just go to healthycell.com forward slash out loud. All our listeners get 20% off that, by the way. Uh, just go to that healthy cell uh, and and enjoy the product. I take focus as well, by the way, to stay alert and focused. My wife does as well because of COVID and the brain fog and all of that. That was a product of COVID. That's another way to uh, to fight that is through that. So check that out as well. I encourage you to do that. I love these strategic relationships. We get a chance to put really cool products out there that improve our lives and help people out. And that's, listen, that's what I'm all about here on The Voice of a Nation here and uh, at America Out Loud. We're going to take a pause right here a moment. We'll be back in just a moment with IQ Al Razuli and Ilana Friedman. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. My fellow Americans, this is Malcolm Out Loud. You know, a few years back, I was in corporate boardrooms offering counsel to business executives worldwide. It was important and demanding work, but out of the corner of my eye, maybe like you, I was watching some dangerous trends in our nation. Marxist teachers and professors brainwashing our children. A media that was not just biased, but complicit and overly partisan, an offshoot of the Democrat party even and the progressive culture that was shutting down even violently any voices that challenge these radical ideas and tactics. Well, AmericaOutloud.com was born at that very moment. Well, it was a challenge I could no longer ignore, and I joined forces with some of the nation's most influential voices to bring you the real news and discussions that Americans need to hear at this crucial crossroads in American history. It is a fight for the soul of humanity. America Out Loud Talk Radio is the voice of liberty and justice for all. Each of us is born with 30 trillion cells that make us. These cells determine how we feel, perform, sleep, focus, and how long we live. And to live our best life, all we have to do is feed ourselves. But most food and supplements don't reach our cells, keeping us from reaching our full potential. Make every cell count with Healthy Cell. Founded with a mission to empower people to take control of their own health at the most fundamental level, Dr. Vincent Jampapa, world-renowned cell researcher and medical doctor, created supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. And that's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L. And use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. It's time to rethink COVID disinfection. A study by Harvard, Drexel, and Virginia Tech concluded, we don't have a single documented case of COVID transmission through surfaces. The reality is that COVID spreads mainly through the air. Shared air is the problem, not shared surfaces. The solution is the Genesis Fogger, which uses natural HOCL to disinfect both air and surfaces simultaneously. It's perfect for home or business. NIH says HOCL may well be the disinfectant of choice for coronaviruses. There's nothing more natural or more effective. 
Genesis fogs at the precise particle size to combat COVID and other harmful pathogens. It's what's missing from your disinfecting protocol. Visit genesisfogger.com. America Out Loud listeners receive a 15% discount with promo code OUTLOUD at genesisfogger.com slash OUTLOUD. We join you back here on The Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here. Yours truly. Thank you as well. Always, uh, my fellow Americans and our friends from around the globe uh, for joining us here. Uh, you know, our show here plays uh, weekdays, catches 6 and 10. There's an encore at 10 later in the day, Eastern time. But you hear us anywhere in the world. Uh, if you've got the iHeartRadio, we're on iHeartRadio. So anywhere, just type in America Out Loud Talk Radio. We'll come right up. Save us. and. Your, your apps and everything will find us every single time. We have our own apps as well, Apple, Android, or Alexa, and they're fabulous because they work. Uh, and so it will stream our network 24-7. You can also get the podcast on that uh, app, that free app. Just go into the uh, navigation there, and it says uh, get your podcast, and you can listen there as well through there. All of our, all of our shows go to podcast and are available uh, all the podcast networks, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart, hundreds of networks, by the way. Uh, but uh, join us here every day here, 6 and 10 is where you'll find us. And don't forget Viewpoint this Sunday. Uh, that is the fastest growing news magazine in the country by far. It is remarkable. Uh, they're placed 10 a.m. Sunday mornings. Uh, that's an encore at 6. Uh, so uh, Cats is there as well. It's always a great uh, magazine with just terrific voices and uh, and people here. So I throw this idea out there today, a uh, little bit of a unique, di uh, di different type of thinking, if you will, when I talk about NATO. And, uh, you know, we do have differences with Russia, but, you know, I think part and parcel, that's been the problem in our country. We're trying to make too many uh, people, too many countries in our light, uh, what we are, how we think, uh, whatever it is, our form of thinking. And that's just not the way the world is. I mean, God made all kinds of unique people, all kinds of ethnicities, all kinds of colors and all different brands of that's what it is. And it's one of the prideful points I always bring up about America. Why I love our country is because it's not boring. We're all different. We're all we're all unique. Uh, we're not the same. And uh, the, it's diversity. Diversity is the name of the game here. And uh, that's what I think we're supposed to be human beings. You know, we're, we're just, that's the way we're made. We're designed that way. Why can't we embrace that as people and, and, and you know, just really understand that and be respectful of other people's ideas and thoughts? Uh, they're never going to be all like us. At the same time, the West has, uh, right now we're in a, there's a strategic geopolitical alignment happening around the world is what's happening. We're in a very aggressive chapter of geopolitical world affairs and it's um, the lack of leadership is a void. That vacuum in leadership is a massive void uh, that has um, there's a lot of risk with that void because it has the risk without that right leadership uh, to pull us down a few pegs. That's what we're experiencing now. You know, when you get people like, again, like Joe Biden and his Marxist left uh, uh, people all around him pushing green deals and bankrupting the nation and doing all these uh, things that are horrific. And then you've got, you know, Trudeau up in Canada, you know, you, you sort of begin to see that we're being challenged here with an adequate leadership here in the West, a very inadequate leadership. And that creates a vacuum or a void, if you will. 
Now, it's those aggressors who will take advantage of that. Well, let me just tell you right now, what we've done is it, we've pushed Russia you know, into the arms of the enemy, the real enemy, China. It's like, that's where we pushed Russia. You know, the sights and sounds and videos and images coming out of these uh, joke of an Olympics in Beijing with uh, Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping having coffee uh, or whatever the hell they were drinking uh, is quite uh, unsettling. Um, and uh, but, you know, it, it was really a product of uh, that really is, was a product of, of what we created. That's all our uh, that's all our doing. We created that 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 whole disaster. And there's a strategic alliance happening right now with Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin. This couldn't be a possibly worse situation uh, than it is. And it's happening at the wrong time where China is rising. And, you know, you've seen what happened with Hong Kong and their aggressive nature there. And you're going to see what Taiwan ahead after the Olympics. And you're going to see some other things with China in the South China Seas. And they're stretching their muscles. And why wouldn't they? Because who's going to stop them? Who's going to stop them? Who? Who, who exactly is going to stop them? Who? Yeah. Ain't Vladimir Putin, he could give two rats ass what they do over there in the South China Seas. And who do you think is going to stop them? Biden and his and his brigade. I mean, come on, you know, so they're going to do what they want to do. And, and that's kind of what I think is happening right now that's playing out here. So I think we missed this really, really big opportunity here uh, just ahead here. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's let's focus in on um, uh, we, we started to talk about the Russians a little bit. Who are the Russians? IQ, in your piece, you say the Russians emulate mostly Americans, not Chinese or any other Asian people. Russia leans to the West, not to Asia. And you put that point right out there. You say Russia is, they're not specifically communist in the way we think of a communist is what I'm saying there. But you're saying that he is not communist because Putin is a born again, extremely patriotic Russian Orthodox Christian. The fact that he was KGB does not change an iota from another fact. His uh, mother made sure he was raised up as a Christian, not an ungodly communist. Uh, educate folks a little bit what you're talking about there. And this point here uh, that uh, about the when you say he's not, when people think of Russia, they think communist. And you say, well, he's not really communist. Can you explain that really? Simple. The Soviet Union was a communist state. The Soviet Union had a purpose in life. The purpose of life of the Soviet Union was to make the whole world communist. So they had an ideology. The Russian Federation under Putin does not have an ideology. It's a state. It exists. It's a dictatorship. That's their, their choice. Whether they like it or not, this is their system. Russia was never democracy. And I don't think Russia will ever be a democracy. China will never be a democracy. Not because they are bad people. It is because they are so gigantic, it is almost impossible to make them into uh, a system of democracy. You keep, Americans keep forgetting you are 50 states, 50 states who willingly joined each other. The United States of America. But they are different states. Legally, you are different countries. Mm -hmm. Each of these states, they've got their own constitution, they have their own system, they have their own governor, they have their own mayors, and they have their own defense system. But you cannot impose your will upon other people. You tried to make democratic governments in Muslim countries. You're out of your bloody mind. Muslim countries follow Sharia. 
Sharia is a nemesis of democracy. So how is it conceivable for any intelligent human being in, in America, especially your leadership, who are not intelligent anyway, to try to make them the Muslim countries into democratic states? You can't. Yeah. It's impossible. Take, take uh, uh, Pakistan. Forget about Afghanistan. Take Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Khan, who is the leader, prime minister of Pakistan, was married to part Jewish, part Christian girl, European. He grew up in Europe. He grew up in the West. He lived in the West. The minute he got it back into Pakistan, he waited 1,400 years to the time of Muhammad. Sharia compliant. And you trying to tell me you want to impose democracy in Iraq? I mean, you're out of your bloody mind. Yeah, yeah. And they tried that for many years. Yeah. Why do you think, IQ, we say, you talk about the states. I love your comparison because I talk about it all the time, the states and the federal government, uh, the, which is a, a runaway government. Why uh, do we do, why, why do you think, and I want to ask uh, Ilana the same question here in a moment. Why do Americans send the worst of us. I'm talking about we the people now. We're a we're a self government. We're so we don't. There's no dictator there. There's no self ruler. There's no righteous whatever a king or queen. A bump, a bump, right. So why do we the people? Why are we sending the worst of we the people to govern us? Why do you simple. say that is very simple? You are undereducated people. You don't read history. You don't study history. You don't teach history. Even now, as I'm speaking to you, the the teachers' union is destroying the education system. By the way, they've been destroying the education system for 60 years. Not yesterday. They didn't start yesterday. For 60 years, they have been undermining the education system of American students. They have been teaching them to hate America. Don't ask me why they did it. I'm not interested. I don't know. I don't know, because maybe the leftists and communists. I have no idea. Yeah. All I'm saying is you have the most undereducated number of people in the Western world, in America. Well, it, it's, it's not even that they're undereducated, although I, I get your point. It's all, but it's even more than that. It's that they're woke. They're they're canceling. They're in a separate culture. They're 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 indoctrinated. It's not even undereducated. They're just they're miseducated is a better way to they're educated but they're stupid you understand thank you you said it you said it they're stupid yeah so stupid people what do they do they elect stupid leaders obviously yeah yeah if you are how is it conceivable that 81 million americans voted for a semi-human being called joe biden he's half dead cognitively challenged mentally challenged spiritually challenged, they elected him, 81 million people, more people who elected Biden than the black uh, messiah called than the Obama. Messi- than the messiah, you mean? <laughs> yes, than Obama the messiah. Yeah, How is yeah. that conceivable? Yeah. More well, than- I don't know that it was 81 million. I'm not really believing that number, by the way. I have yeah, a hard I'm not, time. I'm not that. arguing the point. All, all right, all right. That's what they're saying. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I have a hard time with that. I know people, no, I know, I know, I know what it said, but I have a hard time believing that. I can't believe it. Let me ask you, Lana, you, uh, your, your thought, because I've been questioning, uh, actually, in full disclosure, uh, 
to you all. I've been really questioning listeners in the past many days and weeks, Alana, uh, and talking about, you know, why we the people are sending the worst of us in this self-government to govern over us. Why do you think that is? Well, I I think, Malcolm, that everything that IQ has said in this program is correct, and I agree with it. Um, I do not disagree with a single thing he has said, and what he has said about American education is right on the mark. We are raising illiterate children, but they're being taught by illiterate teachers who have been taught by another generation of illiterate teachers. They're not being taught how to think critically. They're not learning history. Um, they are being taught non-history as, as history. Um, in other words, they're being lied to. They're being kept down. They're being not allowed to develop their intellectual capacity. And this is not something that is new today. It was going on 20 years ago. It was going on 30 years ago. When I was in school, which was longer than that um, ago, uh, we learned history. We, we studied, we had a course called World History, American History. Uh, we had uh, a course called civics where we learned how our government works. We learned how to think critically. We were forced in our classes to memorize things like long poems. That stimulated our brain. It also trained our brain to think. These are things that kids are not taught anymore. What they're taught is a made up history that uh, follows a political agenda. And they are completely illiterate. If you listen to even news commentators talk, they don't know how to speak English properly. Um, their grammar is awful and nobody corrects them. Mm -hmm. And this is the reason that, that we are electing, if we're, if we're doing that, we're electing people who are completely incompetent or so politically motivated that they don't care about the consequences for people who don't agree with them. And I think America is in a lot of trouble. However, I would like to counter something that um, IQ said before, because uh, he raised the point that there need Americans need to rise up against this. And I think that what you will find IQ is that we are in a time now which is historic where Americans are rising up and they are solidifying against what is going on and they're coming together and they are going to fight this and I think they're going to win. Yeah, I yeah. sincerely hope you are right because really it's about time. They waited 60 bloody years, 60 years. Mm -hmm. It's about time to overthrow the tyrants. Mm. Uh, and Ilana, I... You're exactly right. Uh, people are uh, the one blessing and silver lining to come out of COVID, which we will be talking a lot about uh, coming up here in the in the future broadcast. Is this uh, silver lining is that it has pulled uh, the wool off of the eyes. Uh, we are now exposed to see 
uh, the crudeness of these people and who they are in Marxism. Uh, the Marxist fifth columnist, if you will, that are part of our uh, government and that are all over our bureaucracies, it, it's, it's throughout uh, every aspect of life, actually, that we're seeing, you know. And uh, so I, I think there is this moment. People now are beginning, I, I think sometimes, go up and ask somebody today who you know voted for the, the Biden administration, for instance. And I've had people do this, actually. I haven't done it myself, but I've had it happen. And they've gone up and asked them, would they vote for them again? And they almost laugh and puke in your face and say, no. And some of them get sarcastic at this or that, but they say, no, I would never vote for him again. And they, they, they're sorry they voted for him and take it back. That's how bad it is right now on the political stage here that people are now regretting uh, whatever they thought Biden was going to be or not be at this very moment. And so I think people are rising. So I think we're now seeing the pain factor. And when you say that, Alana, there, you know, sometimes in life you have to step back before you can step forward. I think right now for our country, that's the point we're at, huh? Sounds right. I think we have reached a tipping point. And what we're going to see, and we see it already with the truckers in Canada. Right. Now, I don't, I wish it had happened here first, but it is happening now. And it's not just truckers, it's teachers, it's healthcare workers mm -hmm. who are rebelling against the tyranny that they have been subjected to for the last two years. And they do not want it. They will not have any part of it. Uh, we are going to see some massive disruption. We're seeing it now in our healthcare system where nurses are quitting. Yeah. We're in our education system where teachers are quitting because of this tyranny. And I think the time has come when we're going to see a very dramatic change in the way Americans deal with yeah. uh, people who want to basically tell them how to live their lives. Yeah, yeah, perfectly said, Ilana, perfectly said. Uh, IQ, let me give you the last word on, on some of this, uh, you know, uh, as we bring the talk to a, a real point or a real head here. You know, are you, are you generally, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever asked you this, are you generally, IQ, uh, more optimistic in life or pessimistic? What are you generally? No, I'm optimistic, but I'm realistic also. I understand. I will, yeah, I'm very realistic. I don't miss my words. I don't exaggerate <laughs> up or down. The way it is in America today is sickening. It needs to be changed. And if it has to be violently changed, then it's got to be violently changed because you are losing it. You're losing it politically. By the way, economically, the, American, the, the Americans day in, day out, the, the ordinary men and women in the street are going to suffer catastrophically. Your inflation is not 7.5%. Your inflation is 20 to 30%. I'm talking about the everyday life. Food up 20, 30%. Petrol, fuel, 20 to 30%. Mm -hmm. This is cataclysmic. It is catastrophic. How are they going to survive it during the winter? I have no idea. You tell me. Well, the positive thing about what you say or the horrible line in, in all of that, uh, IQ, is that it's going to bring some pain to people. And sometimes when you bring that pain, sadly, IQ, uh, you then are, are at a point of mercy and you have to really look at the problem, right? That's what, that's what I would say is probably going to happen here, huh? I hope so. I hope so. I want Americans to wake up to the fact that Biden single-handedly destroyed America. That's what I want them to do. Well, for 2022, they must not vote Democrat. Yeah. You don't have to vote anything. 
just get out. Don't do anything then. Yeah, I don't think that uh, uh, I, I would differ with you there. I don't think Biden single handedly did this. I think there's a lot behind this story. This has been building for 80 years that has now got us to this point, IQ. And I think Biden was just the puppet at the moment. Uh, and the Marxists uh, are taking advantage of it. And they're actually attacking Western democracies everywhere. So uh, the attack is worldwide. It's, it's absolutely everywhere. It's not just here. Biden is just a figurehead of nothingness. Uh, basically, is what he is. You agree with that, IQ? Yes, but because he is not fighting back for America, mm -hmm. he deserves to be removed. Please remember something. Xi Jinping is China first. Putin is Russia first. Yeah. Everybody else is their country first. Right. Only America. Biden is not for America. Well, or that that whole movement, you're exactly right. They don't. They look at America first as some sort of a cancer, and uh, we are America first here. That's who we are. That's what we uh, believe in. You're exactly right. Uh, a big thank you here to Ilana Friedman and uh, IQ Al Razuli. Always, uh, always a joy to have. It's been a while since I've had them on. It was great fun to uh, have them on here with us here for sure. Um, you know, this is a landmark moment. It is a landmark moment, but there is always an opportunity in this. And I think if you historically look at our country and our journey forward, my fellow Americans, you'll see that we've got to those other points of pain throughout our journey. And there has been pain and we have paid the piper. We've paid the price, but freedom prevailed. It was the, it, it was the winning strategy at the end of the day. Uh, you know, liberty is not free. It doesn't come, it's not, you know, it's not just gifted to everybody. And we've seen this in, in, in mankind time and time again, where the worst of those get in leadership positions and uh, they try to rule over the working class. Uh, and we're seeing that now here in America and people are waking up to it. That's the one thing this pandemic has done is it has pulled the wolves off of a lot of eyeballs, I have to tell you. So, and for that point, I'm very, very grateful. I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of grateful. Now, for me, it's very personal because COVID, you know, it hit me personally. I almost lost my wife with this, as you know, who was very ill in ICU for 10 days. And, uh, but we got through it uh, by the grace of God. Uh, but, you know, the thing is here, uh, you know, we're all on a battle here. We're on, a bat on the battlefield of life right now. And uh, we, we've got to pull together. We, the people, we really have to pull together. So I, I'm very optimistic about our country, our future. I believe good will prevail over evil. We represent good. Uh, please, please invite your, your, your other friends, alliances, or your frenemies. Uh, or your adversaries, invite them all in here on the network, please. Let's bridge the gap and invite these folks in and surely invite them in here to the voice of a nation. They are welcome with their open arms and uh, we will help move the ball forward uh, every day here. And uh, thank you for being with us on the mission here. It's all back there at AmericaOutloud.com. It's time you know, to get involved and get loud.